Renegade Broadcasting. Hard-hitting talk radio. Welcome to the Solar Storm. This is your host, Kyle Hunt, coming to you. Pi Day, March 14th, 2021. Thank you so much for being with me here on Renegade Broadcasting slash podcasting, I guess. You know, this is actually this is actually a an anniversary here. Isn't that crazy? It's an anniversary. Well, one day off. From the White Man March, which took place in 2014. This is the seven-year anniversary of the White Man March. And so much has happened since then. I always thought that day was such a great success, no matter what any of the detractors, including in the alternative media and the pro-white movement, and, of course, in the mainstream media, had to say about it. They pretended like it didn't happen. Oh, it certainly did, and it had many lasting repercussions. As always, guys, please check out RenegadeTribune.com. That site is updated much more than Renegade Broadcasting is. But hey, you guys got two shows this week. Lucky you guys. Now, just a little bit ago, I mentioned how this is Renegade Broadcasting slash podcasting. Because, well, honestly, I'm not doing live shows anymore. It's a significant expense to have a streaming radio server... Uh, the one I was using was discounted, and it was $240 a year. So that's just one expense we don't need. We don't need to be broadcasting live. Not a lot of people would even listen in live, especially when it's just me doing sporadic shows and sometimes getting Sinead involved. Also, we don't really need a call-in number because it's not live radio, so that's another expense I was able to cut because, uh, well, we're not needing any callers. I never really loved callers in the first place and considered many of them to be distractions from the show. But um, that that's cool. I will have that, uh, that same number and uh, conference set up until the end of the billing cycle, which unfortunately for me is January 2022. So I might have some interviews. I might even do some open lines at some point. And just let you know in advance. Also, guys, of course, we have HeathenHerbs.com for you to check out. A lot of great products over there. And that's essentially who the sponsor of the show is here tonight. We are broadcasting from Heathen Herbs headquarters. I just made a big batch of cooling salve. This is a great, great vapor rub. So that's a product I like to promote right now. It really feels great when you put it on your body to get, uh, you know, some relief from sore muscles or any kind of little injury. The menthol and the camphor, very good for that. It also smells good with the peppermint and the tea tree and the eucalyptus. So please do check that one out. Not a whole lot of people do order that one, but uh, I really think it's just because they don't know it's there or don't know what it does. Pretty much it's a really good version of a kind of Ben Gay or something like that, or kind of like Icy Hot, but way better. Smells good, it's natural, and it works. Also, there's a new addition to the site in the form of tea. Yes, loose leaf tea, which actually comes with a tea ball. You can pick that up now. I think there are two varieties at this point. There's chill tea, 
which really does help to relax. And I've tried this out myself. It's pretty powerful, in my opinion. There's also immune strength to help you boost that immunity. Stay away from the old COVID pandemic going around. (laughs) So please do check that out. Cooling salve, chill tea, and all of the many products that are up there now. It's quite an assortment at this point. All right, guys, let's get to the news. And one of the stories that's been taking some headlines here is that Derek Chauvinist, a.k.a. Derek Chauvin, is about to go on trial for the murder of George Floyd. And this whole thing was a staged psyop. And that was very obvious by the fact that Floyd is cuffed and then later he is uncuffed at some point. And uh, all sorts of other things about it. But the official narrative also has him being Fentanyl Floyd, who seems to have died from a fentanyl overdose than actually having the knee on his neck. But this has achieved so many different objectives uh, in the war against white people. And that's really where you could see how staged this all is. How this is the event that really kicked off a whole year of anti-white hate. In addition to, of course, the whole COVID pandemic. And I really don't think that these things are unrelated, just coincidences. I think they're hitting us from multiple angles at the same time. So, uh, Minneapolis is bracing for massive riots and you know chimp outs. And pretty much the whole world should be as well, in case Derek Chauvin is acquitted. Now, in addition to that trial going on, the Floyd family agreed to. They, they said, okay, th- it's acceptable that you give us $27 million in a settlement. This is from the AP. The city of Minneapolis on Friday agreed to pay $27 million to settle a civil lawsuit from George Floyd's family over the black man's death in police custody as jury selection continued in a former officer's murder trial. Okay, by the way, if a white person dies they never talk about a white man's death. No. And they're not going to capitalize the W in white either. That's a new rule by the AP. We're going to capitalize black and, of course, Jew and all the rest. But white, no, 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 no. Council members met privately to discuss the settlement, then returned to public session for a unanimous vote in support of the massive payout. It easily surpassed the $20 million the city approved two years ago to the family of a white woman killed by a police officer. Floyd family attorney Ben Crump called it the largest pretrial settlement ever for a civil rights claim and thanked city leaders for showing you care about George Floyd. Oh, that's just so heartwarming, isn't it? Gibbs me dat. Which brings us to our next story here coming from the U.S. Sun. Uh, you know, the Sun newspaper, it's the U.S. version of that. Drop in the bucket, black Americans who will get $25,000 each as part of $10 million in reparations from City say it's not enough. It's never enough. No matter how much you give them, it's not going to be enough. Gives me more. Some black Americans living in Evanston, Illinois, who will be given $25,000 each as part of the city's $10 million reparations program, don't think it's enough. The payout is supposed to make amends for the racist housing policies in the, in the city, north of downtown Chicago. And a reparations program was established in 2019, but some activists don't think it's sufficient. I wonder why there would be a racist housing policy. I, I mean... I'm just saying, blacks commit a whole lot of crimes, they bring down property value. So if there actually was some kind of racist housing policy from from the city, there was good reason for it. It's not just, oh, we don't like them because of the color of their skin. No, that's not it. It's everything else that comes along with it. Oh, so some great images of activists, blacktivists, commie fists in the air saying gives me more. Evanston, Illinois is the first U.S. city to distribute the money meant to help compensate for a lack of generational wealth and systemic racism. Guys, we've had reparations for a very long time. Uh, Such a long time. All of this affirmative action that you see in schools and the workplace, all the Section 8 housing, all the welfare that's thrown at them, all of this is done as reparations. They just don't call it that. 
Anyway, however, Reverend Michael Neighbors, who is the president of the Evanston NAACP, founded by Jews, run by Jews for a while, by the way, thinks $25,000 is a drop in the bucket. When it's all said and done, however much money is raised for reparations will only be a drop in the bucket for the suffering and the oppression that black people experience in this nation, he told Newsweek. I don't know why that took on a southern quality, especially since they're up near Chicago. When we talk about that being a drop in the bucket, that's what we're talking about. There is no amount of money in the world that can take the place of the pain and the suffering. That has caused, that was caused emotionally, that was caused psychologically. No amount of money in the world that can take the place of it. Okay, so don't give them anything. How about that? How about y'all pull yourselves up by the bootstraps, as they used to say? Think about all the people who have been discriminated against throughout history in all sorts of different countries. Don't even complain about it. Uh, the Jews, like Noel Ignatiev, want to talk about, oh, the Irish was well, oppressed. They, just look at what they did to the Irish. And no, blacks and dogs and Irish allowed. Well, why aren't the Irish kvetching about it all the time? Because they got on with their lives. They found whatever success they could. And they, they don't want to be eternal victims, saying, gives me more, because, oh, my oppression... There's a real holocaust that occurred to the Irish people. It, would, it was likely six million or more, in addition to all the people who had to leave the island. Now, they don't talk about it. Well, they, they cover up that holocaust that occurred, the real one, of the Irish people. The same thing that they did to the, the German people during and after World War II. They just cover up the real holocaust, which would be Hellstorm. So that Jews can be the only real big victims of such a racist hatred. And it's not just racist, it's anti-Semitic. You have to differentiate, because that's a special kind of hatred, because it's against the chosen people. Now, here's another story that's just pretty ridiculous, about how black people are, while they're oppressed... They're also undergoing a civil rights 3.0, which is really elevating them to the highest levels of society. So, yes, my oppression, but also, you know, gives me that chairmanship. Okay, so let's talk about this one from the Wall Street Journal. Starbucks' Melody Hobson, the only black chairwoman in the S&P 500, says civil rights 3.0 is brewing. Now, there are black chairmen, but she's the only black chairwoman in the S&P 500, okay? Ma oppression. Okay, so I can't even read that without uh, getting a membership to the Wall Street Journal. I read it on my other computer. Anyway, this woman is the co-CEO uh, of Ariel Investments, and she's been with uh, Schultz's company, Starbucks, for I think 16 years on the board. Let me see if I can just remember the gist of the article. And she uh, has been promoted to chairwoman, and she's just saying, "Oh yeah, with all the with the the recent uh, murder of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and all this, everybody's looking to to cash in on to to get get in on. Oh, it's not cashing. Get in on the diversity and equity bandwagon, and so they're having to headhunt for all of these." different uh, positions. You know, they've got to bring on more black women, more Latinx women, or more, but especially black, you know, because you got to make up for the IQ gap somewhere. So it's affirmative action, not just at the lower levels of these companies, but also at the highest levels. And what this is leading to, all this affirmative action, is people who aren't able to properly do their jobs. Now, this takes place in... Uh, a number of uh, academic settings as well, whether it's the professors or especially the students. Now, a Georgetown law professor was recently forced to resign, essentially fired, because she had commented during a Zoom class about how she's always disappointed that uh, there are a significant number of black students at the bottom of the grades in her class. So she's just stating a fact. She wants to see them do better, 
But uh, this is apparently very racist. Facts are racist, especially when those facts have to do with black underperformance. Now, the reason that these blacks are underperforming is because of the racist policy of affirmative action, where one is elevated simply by having non-white skin, and one is demoted simply for having white skin. So what this does is it puts a bunch of uh, black people into a class where they are not supposed to be. They did not earn their way through merit into the class. Yeah, sure, they outperformed other blacks to get to Georgetown Law, but they are not nearly at the same level of the white people who are being hobbled, who are still able to get in, and other races as well. So You've got blacks who have, have an IQ deficiency, prob- might have a work ethic deficiency, yet we're elevated saying, here you go, we love the diversity, get in this class, and they're just not performing because there aren't affirmative action grades. So let's take a look at uh, what this woman actually said to get her essentially fired from Georgetown Law. This is negotiations professor Sandra Sellers, and she's talking to David Batson and uh, somebody else from Georgetown University, Hassan Ahmad, called him out on this and you know really made a big stink about it. So that led to the investigation by Georgetown. And so he's just complaining about how racist this is. This is from his Twitter account. Let's have a little listen here bump up the volume before we do that and here we go they were a bit jumbled yeah <laughs> it's the best way i can put it it's like okay let me reason through that what you just said kind of thing yeah right, right. unfortunately and you know what i hate to say this i end up having this you know angst every semester that a lot of my lower ones are blacks happens almost every semester and it's like oh come on (laughs) you know get some really good ones but they're also usually some that are just playing at the bottom it drives me crazy she wants them to do better it drives her crazy that blacks are underperforming in her class she might not understand the reason why and she's just pointing it out she's not celebrating the fact that blacks are doing poorly She's, she's not giving any reason for it, but that's enough to get somebody fired. Stating a fact. Stating who's doing better and who's doing worse in her class. She wants more from them, and they're just not, not giving it to her. Now, let's look at this story about uh, another aspect of white genocide, which is essentially affirmative action in terms of Uh, money being doled out through these stimulus programs. This could also just be considered another form of reparations, a very extreme form of 40 acres and a mule here. This is from Paul Kersey. White farmers need not apply $4 billion in 120% debt relief for black, indigenous, Hispanic, and other farmers of color tucked in $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill. Talk about dropping a bucket, though. I mean, $4 billion out of $1.9 trillion isn't all that much. It's, that, but that just goes to show how ridiculous the spending is. Jeez. They're, they're hyperinflating things. We're going to end up in Weimar conditions. But as Ernst Zundel once said, those Weimar conditions are going to lead to National Socialist Solutions. The National Socialists came up with a solution for the Weimar conditions, which was to essentially take the Jews out of positions of power, issue their own currency, get rid of all that that usury, and uh, clean up their culture. And that's what we'll have to do as well. But oh yeah, with all this money they're pumping and pumping and pumping, all the debt the United States is going into, Weimar conditions are, are pretty much already here for many people. And just look at the degradation of society, all the trannies and all that. But anyway, let's get back to let's get back to this story here. This might be a tad better than the proverbial 40 acres and a mule. Tucked deep within the $1.9 trillion COVID stimulus bill rests an estimated $4 billion in debt relief exclusively for minority farmers. If you're white, 
Forget about it. Whitey need not apply for the aid debt relief as the USDA would be obligated to pay 120% of the amount due on loans made directly to minority farmers or by private lenders through USDA loan guarantee programs. The additional 20% would cover taxes associated with debt relief. That's so nice of the government. Wow. Thanks, government. Racial socialism is upon us. Okay, so it goes through the whole thing with Republicans complaining of discrimination against white farmers. The House passed a coronavirus relief bill on Wednesday that would provide an estimated $4 billion debt relief. All right, we get all all this. Um, so they're just spending, 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 but making sure that Whitey does not get uh, that much of it. <laughs> you know, as as small amount as possible and never directly apportioned to white people. And this is par for the course. This this really is. And I wouldn't be surprised if here in America it becomes like over in the UK where for certain positions it really is if you're white, don't apply. You're not, you don't have a chance of getting this job. We're not going to hire a white person for this job. So the, the article uh, concludes here, uh, in the USA, 95% of farmers are white, and white individuals collectively own 98% of rural land in the USA. But financial support debt relief in the $1.9 trillion COVID bill goes solely to non-white farmers, offering 120% loans to minority farmers in one of the greatest examples of racial socialism yet observed. Now, I don't know if they're including Bill Gates as a white person in that ownership of rural land, because he now owns the vast majority of farmland in the United States, which is very disturbing, especially considering that he has plans that he's implementing to dim the sun. Yes. And there was actually a documentary that recently came about out by uh, Geoengineering Watch about the dimming. So do check that out. This is part of the whole agenda. And I have to wonder if maybe Bill Gates is creating GMO crops that can do all right in low light. And everybody else will just be screwed. Also interesting that he has all those seeds in that seed bank up in the frozen tundra somewhere. I forget where it is. uh, Norway or something. Yeah, very, very uh, disturbing where this could all be heading if you can hear in the background that is actually <laughs> Live soap. that is Sinead making soap but it's not for you guys we're not even trying to sell you on this soap this is our no, this is for us I, I used to sell the liquid soap but like I just I don't have a big enough crock pot to make big batches of it and we go through so much of it with the amount of dishes we do so sorry it takes <laughs> a while really to do wanted, maybe you know yeah I'll hook you up but it just takes a long time I mean, not really. It's something you do when you're home all day because you put it in the crock pot. Once in a while, you come, you stir it. It's kind of like a. It's almost at trace. It's like a sourdough. Something you got to keep coming back to periodically. You don't have to buy it the whole time, but you should check on it because I've forgotten about it before and it basically exploded out soap everywhere. (laughs) So, oh, you wrote a recipe on here? Yeah, I did. That's smart. (laughs) <laughs> we should just write the recipes on the table. Yeah. Because my, my the little recipe bench. notebook is like on its last leg. Honestly, I should do this. We should, we should digitize it, we to should. be honest. It's like this little notebook that has a little cabbage on it. It's just falling apart. Oil and water and essential oils. But yeah, this is the holy the holy book of recipes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what are we going to do when we start trying to get these into some stores and everything when they've got the... The black-owned businesses label the the Na- Nazi-owned business. Yeah, Nazi-owned business. <laughs> That'd be so funny. NS-owned business. It's like the. Hey, you know what? If someone wants Eagle. to buy Heathen Herbs, they can freaking have it. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so happy to sell it. Yeah, sure. Yep. Just give me some money. We'll, we'll send you, you the. We'll send you the recipe notebook that yeah. doesn't even have all of them. Right. Is completely a mess. Honestly, though, has been scaled up a number of times. Our deodorant recipe is. So good, not to brag, but I mean, somebody could make a ton of money off of it. Yeah, I haven't seen any any like it. I no, had no, they're none. They're magnesium based, but they're not like a nice creamy one. The most of the magnesium ones are just magnesium oil in a roller, 
Yeah. Which is great, but it's a little harsh, especially if you've just shaved your armpits. Mm -hmm. I I have to adjust the formula just a little bit because of the new cocoa butter. This is the thing that is so annoying annoying about this. Same company we got the last company company, uh, cocoa butter from, but maybe just not as old, less dehydrated, something. So small changes can have big impacts on the consistency of the product. And, you know, with some of the oils too, we had a lilac oil that you really liked. But then they went out of business, and you I can't have, find. I still have like enough to make the um, the room sprays, but the soap requires so much of it that it just you know I can't do it. Someone sent us a link for some lilac. Do you know oil, how expensive like, that is? It was like insa- I bet it's amazing, it, but yeah, I just can't afford that. <laughs> it it was a fraction of an ounce yeah. for about ninety five dollars. Yeah. Oh my! I bet it's incredible. Yeah, I'm sure it smells wrong. great. I love lilac. If I was rich, I would spend my money on stupid stuff like that, like a concentrated lilac oil. The the person who sent us that link, Slavic, he he's done a few things before. Yeah. Po- I've I've painted something for him, but he's also written an article about uh, how to ground while wearing something like Crocs, oh, yeah. That's where cool. you, where you run the uh, um, the copper wire, you know, from the top of the top of the shoe to the bottom. Not rubber, no. Rubber's... That's why, if let's say you were standing on rubber and there were li- was a lightning strike, that's why there wouldn't be uh, oh, okay. so an issue. What about just, like, canvas shoes? Can you... I don't know about canvas. Yeah. I would think maybe but that'd be better. Barefoot's best anyways. What they used to use was leather for shoes, and that actually would allow you to ground because it's animal hide. Yeah. So, uh, really, with the... Um, modern shoe industry people are not feeling very good i think because they're not able to really discharge all this electrical energy that's well, building up in their body where would they like most people don't step foot on grass or isn't that crazy soil they're on pavement and you know. pavement's okay you can ground through pavement oh, if really? you're barefoot but no who's walking around on pavement us? barefoot except for us <laughs> people look at me like i'm walk. crazy when i'm out walking around See, like on trails and things, you know, I take oh, our I sun. Around here because it's all sand. Yeah, take off the shoes. The sand's been soaking in the sun. It's a great way to ground. People just think you're nuts, though, if you're not wearing shoes. Yeah, well, I mean, walking down the street, you kind of are. Oh, of course. bottles everywhere. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Plus, but I don't really walk a, down the street. Trail, that's, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but it, it really is the case that people are not grounding really at all throughout the day. It's It's just so crazy. They don't think to. But really, they just they'll walk from their house with shoes on out to the car. They'll yeah. drive somewhere, and then they'll they'll uh, come back. You know, they go to work. They got shoes on the whole time. They come back. They go in their house. If they walk out in their backyard, if they're lucky enough to have one, they're probably gonna have shoes, flip flops on, or something. Right. And get dirty. And think about all the people who live in cold climates where you're just not gonna be going around barefoot for a significant portion of the year. Because right. it's so cold, where there's snows on the ground. Mm-hmm. So the idea of running some copper wire through the, through your shoes is actually a great one. Yeah, it's a great that, idea. Was, that was Slavics. But anyway, you can probably do it with like winter boots too. Yeah, yeah, you could. You, if you're in a cold climate, you're probably not wearing Crocs. Although the copper would probably come up through the, you know, since you need to be have have your like skin in contact. You? No, it would get super cold. I would think. Oh, yeah. If you're walking around in the Someone cold climate. Someone needs to invent some cool grounding shoes, like where you don't have to do it yourself. They're just ready to go. Mm-hmm. I'd buy them. That'd be, that'd be a good idea. Uh, so anyway, Slavic has a bunch of lilac, he said, around his place. Well, hey, let's, no, let's make th- a deal. We can... you to, to get the essential oil out of it apparently is very like hard. Huge, yeah. It's not just. It's not easy to get the essential oil out of lilac, which is why most of them use uh, basically fragrance. Well, yeah, it's like an isolation yeah. of the, which is better than a chemical fragrance, but it's still, you know, denatured a bit. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm less worried about the isolates than like you know just a complete chemical concoction. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so yeah, we have teas now. Yeah, I, I told people about that. I don't know that. why I didn't do this a long time ago. I have all of these herbs on hand. Like, all I have to do is just mix them together and put them in a bag. So, I don't know why I didn't do this earlier. Um, yeah, so we have the chill tea and the immune strength tea. So, it's a two-ounce bag of the loose-leaf tea. It's all... Every plant in there is organic. And it comes with a little tea ball and a little, like, 
T-ball holder. Um, T-ball holder. Yeah, remember I had those little compostable things I ordered oh, yeah, by yeah, accident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ordered these things by accident thinking they were push-up tubes, but they weren't and I couldn't return them, so I've repurposed them and they will be T-ball holders. <laughs> it's actually um not a bad idea though because you know those little T-balls they kind of go missing and you need somewhere to put them. So yeah, well, they roll cuz it's a sphere. Right. So you just put it in that little that little thing. Genius. This is what happens when you have a white-owned business. <laughs> Genius. Yeah. It it really is crazy how much uh, even before all the labeling came about, how much black-owned businesses or you know woman-owned they'd see that label on there. Just all yeah. these all these labels to indicate it's not a white guy who's behind this one. Okay. It's just it's such a, a, an insidious form of of uh, genocidal warfare to try to take away money from uh, one particular group of people by making it evil if you don't support the the non-white businesses. Yeah, Think of how, how many white businesses had to shut down because of the pandemic. They, they might, weren't given they the might be shut down permanently now. Yeah, a lot have that. been. I, you know, I forget what the statistic was on Yelp, but you know, let's just say 60% of the businesses that shut down didn't open back up. Yep. For example, it, it might even be more than that, I think. Yeah, uh a lot of those could be white businesses, but on Yelp as well as well, um, and on Google, you've got these tags for oh, black-owned business, you know, with the heart or something. That's great. You know, or a black power a black fist. Black woman to pretend to own Heathen Herbs, and then maybe I'll like you know make it make it big. Think about all the different grants and everything that are there. If you're not a white person to help you out, get your business up and yeah, off the and ground. it's not even just against white men anymore because, I mean, I wouldn't be able to go out and get, like, a, a sick, you know, loan, interest-free loan deal, you know? Yeah. I, I highly doubt white, that. White, white women are not... We're not uh, part of the club anymore. They've been progressively kicked out yeah. of the, uh, you know, diversity club. Right. Yeah, for sure. White women are definitely getting thrown under the, the bus there, and Instead of trying to recruit them and welcome them in, you've got all these alt-right guys uh, pretty much saying, Scaring them away. Get out! I'll be right back. i got to go get that crust out of the All right, so I wanted to mention that affirmative action type of uh, promotion of businesses because it it really is all part of the same anti-white program, this genocidal agenda. As for the uh, Manosphere guys, I thought it was really interesting yesterday how I... I got two different commenters over at Renegade Broadcasting on the latest show I did. And they had they had different names, but it looked like the same commenter and they were using the same IP, which was a Tor exit node. But what would and it's the only time that this Tor exit node had been used. What would be the chance that it was two completely separate people from different parts of the world who just happened to use the same Tor exit node to comment on Renegade Broadcasting in the same day? Now, what's interesting about this is the first comment that came in was this uh, person from this IP address saying that I need to be locked up, thrown in jail. Now, I get these all the time. I I get comments about how I need to uh, have blacks hold me down while the, the Jew fist punches me in the gonads and rips out my hair, uses my hair to mop the floor. I get these comments all the time. So that doesn't surprise me. And I got a comment saying, you know, oh, this guy should be locked up for what he says on air. He's not a good radio host. He's terrible. Lock him up. But then that same IP, a couple hours later, leaves a comment saying that, uh, you know, about how uh, anybody who's NS must want, should want women to be just as, you know, far away from any kind of uh, political activism as possible. You know, uh, trying to prove how anti-woman National socialism was. Oh, look at this quote. Look at this quote. So, it looks like the same commenter was at once an outraged Jew who thinks I need to be locked up, and also a pro MS guy who just wants to put women in their place. This is the kind of sophisticated. Uh, it's not that sophisticated, but the sophisticated warfare that we're dealing with here. People pretending to be on your side one second, and then the next second. Uh, they're saying that you need to be locked up. And another story that we have here. Don't mind in the background. Sinead's just still working on the soap. But another story we have here is uh, about how eBay has removed Nazi toys from its marketplace. Essentially just you know some what? of that 
Like just German toys? No, no. You know, like war memorabilia type stuff. Oh, okay. Little figurines. You know, which even people who aren't pro-NS still sometimes collect. Right. A lot of people. They, right. they like this historical type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they uh, have banned a bunch of toys. Little SS guard figurines and uh, Wehrmacht tanks and things. It's just ridiculous how how much they're still trying to denazify not just Germany but the world so many years after their victory. They're going to continue this and, and until they're stopped, pretty much. They're going to make everything uh, that questions their authority in, in the slightest way completely verboten. Mm-hmm. They're already doing that. Uh, with vaccine skeptics, we've had politicians and media people talk about how uh, vaccine skeptics are essentially domestic terrorists. <laughs> Not just white people now. White, white people don't hate themselves. They really put that forth, uh, maybe, I think it was about, I forget how many years ago, where they were saying, essentially, if you don't hate yourself as a white person, yeah. you are a terrorist. You're a domestic terrorist. Sweet. Yeah. But now, if you don't, if you don't like uh, people getting injected with neurotoxins and other experimental gene therapies, you know, then you're just a domestic terrorist. Even with all of these instances of people dying uh, within sometimes hours or days of receiving the vaccine. Yeah, like that boxer. A boxer who just died yesterday. Yeah, it's it's crazy how much um, they really are hiding this kind of information. Now, it is publicly available that this uh, boxer, Marvelous Marvin... Uh, I forget. See. Yeah, Marvelous Mar- Marvin uh, Hagler. He, uh, he was a bo- Hall of Fame boxer. He was the middleweight champ for about seven years. And he was admitted to the ICU after suffering vaccine side effects. And so then within. The mainstream is saying that it was vaccine related? Uh, well, some, some outlets have covered the fact that his friend and uh, for, you know, former uh, competition, Eddie Hearn, had uh, said that he was there because of vaccine side effects. I think it was The Guardian, maybe, had covered that. Okay. Yeah, so that's publicly available information that people had said he was there because of the effects before he died. They found out he was, you know, he had side effects, he went to the ICU. But then once he died, uh, for example, Hearn, he said, let's not make this, uh, you know, an anti-vaccine campaign. And his website came out with a statement uh the you know the official website of of this guy Marvin Hagler came out with a statement that he had died of natural causes. <laughs> natural causes, yeah, because uh, getting injected with an experimental supposed gene therapy, which isn't even a vaccine, full of toxic ingredients, this is part of the natural course of life, <laughs> right? Yeah, so you're you're a domestic terrorist if you. Uh, if you try to give anybody information that runs contrary to the CDC and Fauci or the WHO. Uh, and just the amount of side effects we're hearing about. Death, of course, being the most extreme, but there are so many that, that yeah, are happening. At least people are getting like sick, fever, chills, mm-hmm. nausea, you know, like bad reactions. I don't want to be sick for several days. So you know how the Johnson & Johnson vaccine was the third one to be approved. Yeah. Now, and this is emergency approval. This is not the actual right. you know, approved safe vaccine. Um, th- this is coming from a company who got sued for uh, for knowing for years, decades, that their John- that their baby yeah. powder had asbestos and could be giving people cancer. Oh, all of their all of their products are toxic. I mean, especially their baby line that pretends to be so wholesome and pure for the your little babies and it's got fragrance polysorbate all this nasty stuff mm-hmm I wonder who owns Johnson & Johnson I have to take a look yeah I've got a guess so who are all the people that, who are all the companies that have the vaccine now Moderna Pfizer Johnson & Johnson yeah is that it yeah Merck had given up um, oh. so you know how there's a big push for the diversity hiring and diversity CEOs and everything chairman yeah. Uh, the Merck, was it the CEO? He was essentially forced to resign or that he was fired by questioning how quickly all of this was being pushed out. And he was a black man. Wow. 
Wow. So black man forced to step down wow. from Merck. And then uh, shortly thereafter, Merck actually said, uh, our, our vaccine isn't feasible or whatever. So they're pro- helping to produce the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, but diversity hiring, diversity pushes only, only well, good when those people go along with yeah. the agenda. Yeah. When you've got some sassy soul sisters or some, some you know, uppity brothers who are questioning things, especially calling out. Did, especially at such a high level. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it was fairly, I mean, fairly logical, common sense statement. Yeah. It wasn't anything even radical what this right. guy had said. I'd covered this on Thursday before I brought you on the show. It was, you know, just saying, we're kind of rushing things, you know, giving me a little concern here, how quickly this is all moving. And it was, you know, of course, it's the companies that that are going along with this, but they were being pressured heavily by Trump's government, Mm -hmm. by the mainstream media, by, you know, by Fauci to to really rush these things. Yep. And... it wouldn't have been good if they had taken many years, but it might not have been so bad, mm-hmm. right? They might have been able to see what was really causing the, the worst side effects. But I really think that it's more than just... Um, it, there's a lot going on here. I think one of the big things is the sterilization program. Yeah. I think these vaccines are being used for sterilization. So they're given first to the elderly. We'll see what ends up happening to all these people who think they're fine. Right. The elderly population who got the vaccine, uh, you know, four months down the line, half a year down the line. And then, I mean, who knows what the hell yeah. happens in that stuff. And then we'll see what happens with the reproductive health of all the people who are already facing a crisis of fertility here yeah. in the West. Yeah. Young people in their 20s or even the teenagers, you know, in, in, when they're trying to have children. What happens Wait, with what? them? What teenagers are trying when, to have When they eventually oh. try to have children. The, like, teenagers now, the teenagers now who get the shot who in, you know, whatever years oh, yeah. then right. try to have children, yeah. what will happen? Now, not promoting the Anglin uh, version like, here where you need to be having uh, children as soon as you hit puberty, as soon as... That's probably all right if they can't get pregnant yeah. teenagers. Yeah, but I'm saying won't ever be able to get right. pregnant. Right, right. Well, I mean, it was like Gardasil, right? That was start. That was the start of it mm-hmm. for, uh, for females. There are so many young beautiful women who have just been maimed and, you know, like, left scarred forever. Did you see the um, clip of Utopia starring John Cusack? No. I posted this on the Tribune. It's this TV show that came out in 2020 from uh, Amazon Prime, I think. Hmm. Whatever Amazon's uh, streaming service is, Amazon TV, whatever it's called. And yeah, it's starring John Cusack, and he's this kind of evil guy who says that all the vaccines that people are taking are there to sterilize them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I did see that. Yeah. I. It's hard to think that that's not part of the agenda. Yeah? I mean, they've stated it so many times, what they want to see happen. And just think about who has really been forced to lock down, who these vaccines are being pushed on. Is it Africa? No. They they targeted them with a bunch of other stuff, and Bill Gates did sterilize people in India and Africa, right? Mm-hmm. That guinea pigs for the big rollout. People think, oh, it's racism. It was racist that he did that. That was preparation. That was a trial for the the real thing, yeah. which is completely sterilizing and getting rid of all what, the old what, racist white people. What is it that they use to sterilize people? Like, cause I know they used to do, do like the shots that would sterilize people, but like, what is the ingredient? What is I don't, the, I don't know. So it could, interesting. it might not necessarily be an ingredient per se a, in the, in the new one a reaction that it, yeah, but the, this triggers. gene therapy, the, who knows what this MRNA well, technology I mean, have, okay, is going to do the capability to sterilize people like, a long, long time, time ago. ago. Yeah. So what is it? That's what I want to oh, know. Oh, like, I don't, I don't know what they the... used in, in those ones. Yeah. Or what Israel used to sterilize the black Jews who were coming uh, Well, you from... know what's really interesting about this whole vaccine thing is that, oh, poor Israel and all the poor Jews over there are being persecuted by their Nazi government. You know, I keep seeing Israel in the news. You know, they have the strictest vaccine laws and rules and everything. But that, to me, just seems like a way to make them look like, you the know, victims. harmless and the victims. Um, when... 
I mean, look, they could be getting real sterilizations. I don't know. I don't put it past these psychopaths to go against their own people. Yo, oh, big Jews will, but, will sacrifice oh, small Jews for sure. Absolutely. And, but are they even getting the same vaccine? I don't think so. Although I've seen completely contradictory reports about how actually they have a very small, very low level of side effects to the vaccine. And I'm also seeing reports how they're dying in droves in Israel. But I've also seen how because they, they were so selfish, you know, Israel was so selfish, they took all the vaccines for themselves, how they are now able to party and they've opened back up yeah. and things are great over in Israel now because everybody got vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, there was a South Park recently where they had Israel actually fly the vaccines into South Park to help save the day. Really? Yeah. It was uh, like a, what's their big airline? El Al? I don't know. I didn't even know they had their own airline. Yes. Shalom. Yeah. Shalom Whatever there. it was, they had a, like a version of that when their planes fly in the vaccines and everybody's talking you, about Do you have to be a Jew to fly Jew Airlines? Probably. No, they'll probably still take your money if you're going yeah, over true. there as a, as a Christian. You have to sit in the Goyim section. Yeah, if you're, go, if you're going over there as a Christian to make their wine for them oh, in yeah, a mission. Oh, yeah, remember that thing? Was that on Vice, or where was that? I, I forget where we watched it, but it was so cringy. All of these white people, these white Christians going over to Israel to basically do slave labor for them. But it's for Christ, and they were making wine for some Jew. It was, uh, it was hard to watch, but they were... They were very happy, it seemed, to be over there in the in the promised land. The promised land where all the child rapists flee because they don't ex- they don't allow for extradition of their chosen people, uh, even if they've been caught raping children in other countries. Mm-hmm. Isn't that just something? That's privilege. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, did you ever listen to the telephone call between Mia Farrow and... and um, oh, what's it? Woody yeah, Allen? Who are these people? I know Woody Allen, who's Mia Farrow. That was his ex-wife. You know uh, Ronan oh, Farrow? Farrow? Who? He's a journalist kind of guy. Exposed no. uh, Ronan Farrow? No, yeah. I don't. Homosexual. But Wait, yeah, so he, was this the wife he had when he adopted the Asian daughter that he then went on to marry? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think Mia well, Farrow. lady, like, I mean... Oh, she's not she's not a saint herself, but in this phone call, which was, re- which was recorded, okay. she talks about how could you basically rape you know the daughter no it wasn't even talking about them biological children oh just you know just, i mean he was raping everybody have you played it yet can i hear it sure i'll play it right now i didn't i didn't play it yet it's not surprising he was raping everybody. because you will not let me get it. you have to it's way beyond that now what you've done to suni what you've done to, to, to dylan what you've done to dylan dylan's a baby how could you do that to her I don't know anything of the kind. I know what Dylan tells me. You've told me nothing but lies. Dylan tells the truth inconsistently. No, I don't know that, Woody. I've always, always been worried about you and Dylan. And I didn't know the doctor had to report this to the authorities. I didn't know that. I went just to be sure she was all right. And she's not all right, Woody. She walks around the house holding her vagina. She sleeps with me. She's scared of you. And you hurt her. And I feel pretty guilty myself that I wasn't there to protect her. She said, Mommy, you didn't help me. She said, Daddy, you shouldn't have done that. He shouldn't have hurt me like that. If, if he hurt her, you would weep inside. And you would just want to be dead. Because I don't know how you can live with what you did. That's so disgusting. Yep. Woody Allen, still a celebrated figure yep. in Hollywood. People are, are defending him by essentially attacking Mia Farrow with this new documentary that's come out about the whole situation. It's like, he's the type of gremlin that they have to go after children because a grown adult would probably just kick their ass or just be like, get the hell off me, you creepy guy. I mean, not all the time, but... Well, that's why they use their power and influence like Weinstein did to essentially strong-arm them. Yeah. 
Thought you never want to work in the industry again? Huh? Huh, Shiksa? That, that is all too common. Not only in the entertainment industry, but just about everywhere now. Just people exploiting their power and influence and, to sexually exploit other people. And sadly, it's not just Jews. And it's no. not just non-whites. No. It includes white people. Oh, Essentially, yeah. they've learned very well from the no. Jewish or- overlords. And it's just, it's just sick people in general who mm-hmm. seek out that kind of power to then use it over people. I don't think that power corrupts. I think that the people who are so uh, greedy to get that power, so willing to do anything to get it, they're the ones who get to those positions that can exploit people. I don't think it's just because you're a boss. Oh, I got got promoted to to being a high-level manager. Yeah, now Now I'm I'm going to go, yeah. It's just a personality type. Mm Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's like the dominant personality type these days. It's kind of rare to not find that. But now just look at how many Jews have done such sickening things like this in the open. And mm-hmm. also, how about the, the highest echelons of society? The royal family. Yep. Everybody is talking about, oh, Meghan Markle accused the queen and the royal family of racism. Who gives a damn about that? Yeah, how about child trafficking? How about all that stuff? Can we yeah. talk about Prince Andrew? Can we can we talk about how Prince, uh, you know, with Epstein and, and Ghislaine and all that rest? Can we talk about how Prince Charles was best buds with Jimmy Seville? Can we talk about <laughs> yes. all of the other problems that are going on with the ruling elite in Britain, even outside of the royal family, in terms of raping and murdering children? Yeah. Leon Britton, uh, Lord Janner, Cyril Smith... Remember Cyril Smith, That's the fat. fattest fat yeah, fuck I wanted. Eaten oh. Hundreds of children, like literally consumed them. I would have loved to kill some of these people with my bare hands, but Me they're too. dead. Me too. I don't even know how you'd get your arms around that fat guy to choke him out, but we'd find a way. <laughs> Strikes would work. For- yeah, just beat him to oh death. Oh my god, I would love to. I would sleep. So- I would be able to sleep so well. You know how I haven't been able to sleep recently? Yeah. I think I know what would help me sleep better. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting? Even if people are Nazis and they go and they take out child predators, they're still hailed as heroes by people. Oh well, yeah, they are. By people all around the world. Yeah. Remember that case of, I think there were even skinheads. The case of skinheads who went and, it was a couple, who went and, and murdered this child rapist. Good. And they have tats all over them but everybody in the comment section was saying good for them these are heroes heroes to me they have more you know bravery than most people that aren't covered in tattoos so good for them yep they deserve an award yes they really do the the whole um Avicii uh music video for Better Day I think it was right uh that should be essentially what everybody yearns to see and mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just hang the hang the the big fat cat politician yep. from his little balcony there branch, letting everybody first, know yeah, that's what they branch do. Yeah. Them first. Letting everybody know why they got off. Mm-hmm. I hope I live to see some of that happen. <laughs> I what? really do. I mean, we might it might happen and we might not know about it because, you know, things are kept in the dark but i really hope that i get to witness that one day mm-hmm. whether it be in person or virtually you sound like a q-tard well the, the only difference is <laughs> well. with the q-tards we don't need uh these like secret sources and it's we know it's right, not just know. the dems it's right. not just the dem deep state their crimes are pretty out in the open we don't need like these q-drops you know like we know we know what they're doing yeah q-drops that then tell us that it's the nazi world order yeah. the nwo and that uh, merkel is is hitler's granddaughter or daughter oh god yeah that's so dumb it is the aliens though yeah they are aliens yeah in, in some way. They are alien to our world. The, uh, you've even commented on how Hebrew looks like an alien language. It does language. look like an alien language. It just looks so weird. It looks like freaking aliens wrote it. And they read right to left. They're just so backward. And they've mm-hmm. flipped the world upside down with their crap. Yep. Ah, spinning us all like a dreidel. That's why I want the no spin zone. Havana gila, Havana gila. <laughs> Get that remix. Mm-hmm. Hava, no, Gila. <laughs> yeah, it's... But people are catching on. There were even mainstream news sources talking about how Israel's becoming a uh, haven for pedophiles. 
Oh, yeah. I'm seeing more people on, like, you know, your mainstream social media, Instagram, all that. Um, like, just speaking out against these dumb Nazi memes about COVID and the vaccines and the Nazis. They're like, no, this doesn't even make any sense. Please learn the truth about World War II. Yeah. And then they always say, watch your with the last battle. I've never even watched that because it's, like, 20 hours long, but oh, yeah. they need to watch Hellstorm. Yeah, that really, that's emotional. I don't know if you're up the last battle talks about World War II, but like, if you understand yeah. World War II, you will understand the rest of everything we're seeing here because we are still basically in like the end of it. We're in the fallout of World War II right now. Yeah, there's still denazification going on, so this is like the last chance to uh, not allow them to completely take over the entire world. I think that Europa the Last Battle actually includes Hellstorm oh. in it. Oh, not good. not in its entirety, but right, clips. Right, like parts of it. Okay, yeah. good. Well, I've, ne- I've never watched it. I think it also has some some different clips from Lana and Henrik too, so oh, I'm there sure. you go. I'm sure. The, a all, beacon of truth. All sorts of people we hate right, not to agree with there. Yeah. Uh, but with Hellstorm, it's such a dense package, and I really think it helps to reverse the programming yeah. like that. Right, because if you're feeling empathy for these you know, horrible Nazis who you've always been told to hate, it like completely rewires your thinking. You're you're finally yeah. understanding, oh my god, okay. That was that was a complete lie. <laughs> and I was manipulated, my emotions were manipulated so easily, so what else have I been manipulated about to believe? And the most amazing part about this is that all of the stuff that I showed in there, everything that's that's talked about, it's verifiable. Yeah. It's not even really disputed. Right. It's just that nobody knows about it. Whereas the supposed Holocaust that everybody knows about has essentially zero evidence to mm-hmm. back it up, except for oh, I I've got an eyewitness testimony from from Ira Goldensmith. <laughs> oh, Irene Zisbler swallowed diamonds she, daily. She defecated them, <laughs> ate them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the masturbating machine. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> it's definitely losing its effect, for sure. That's why they're stepping into overdrive yeah. to, to kick off anybody from any kind of platform uh, that questions the Holocaust or questions the Holocaust or anything like that. Yeah. And the I, I really think that they had to to go so hard because they, they were losing control so quickly. And I think the most important aspect of this all is the financial terrorism that they wage, where mm-hmm. they will go after any sorts of income that you can have if you don't toe the line. And even if you are a kosher conservative, yeah, they'll start going after it. Uh, bank accounts. So we've had serious issues trying to get... Uh, payment processing for heathen herbs. Neither of us can we can't even accept ex- anything besides Bitcoin and, for now, P.O. Box. And we, well, we've we've asked so many times to increase the limit on what people can spend at heathen herbs because we constantly get people saying, hey, my order won't go through because they're so graciously trying to order a bunch of stuff. And I'm more than happy to make it for them, but they cut us off at like $200 or something. 250 250 which and that's shipping. with shipping. So like, you know, a lot of people will get large orders going to Canada or another country. So, you know, that the shipping is going to be a lot, so that eat up that eats up like, you know, a big chunk of the cost. So and I I I call like several times a week and I never ever get a call back. But, you know what? Whatever. Like I'm just happy that we have this, and so I'm not going to complain. It's a high risk account. So if yes. somebody's out there and they've got a PayPal or a Stripe they're going to be dealing with probably less than 3% yeah. of a fee tacked on. We have a it's huge more. It's fee more, guys. <laughs> because we're, we're high, high risk. risk. Not so because we have the- to pay these credit card processors out a big chunk. So at the end of it, it doesn't leave us with much. And personally, we can't accept any online No, we can't take like, contributions donations for or anything like that. Um, you know who can have a Patreon, though? All sorts of shills. Mike Sledge. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Tabitha. They have yeah. a Patreon. I thought that was funny. A lot of people do. Remember oh, that yeah. Alex on Life guy with this all women are whores? Pa- yes, uh, all women are whores. No, that's it. That's his PayPal. Yeah, that was the PayPal.me. All women are whores. Send me money to all women are whores. <laughs> oh my gosh, take my money, Alex. See, Please call me a whore. Yeah. For all the people out there who think there's a gynocracy. Come on, you're able to have that as your PayPal yeah. mean name, but if you're if you say you all, Jew, all Jews, all Jews are, are criminals or yeah. anything or like just, that, I hate Jews. Yeah, 
But you can have I hate women, rape all women, kill all women. As long as you're talking about white women. Yeah, true. As long as it's implied that it's white women. Yeah. Then that's okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Speaking of uh, racial reparations, uh, which I mentioned earlier, that no one will talk about the amount of uh, of black-on-white rapes is just so incredible. Yeah, not any of these feminists. Right. You yeah. really care about women? Then I why would you mention still, that? I wish I still had my platform, because towards the end of my stay on social media, I just embraced the feminist title. I was like, you know what? Everyone's calling me a feminist all the time. I'm just going to, yep, yep, come at me. I'm a feminist. A big old feminist over here. And you know what? I'm a white feminist. Mm. <laughs> because there were there were nobody, no people sticking up for white women in particular. Yeah. It was just, oh, I, I love all women. Let's not fight with each other. And blah. No, no. There's nobody sticking up and talking about what's happening to white people from their own uh, own people and from others, like yeah. the refugees and, and blacks. And Think about that. White women are being raped en masse, like, and, and no one will speak up about it? Nobody. And if you do, you get, you get friendly fire. You get shot down by your fellow white people. And same thing happens with children, too. And yeah. mainly it was white girls with Rotherham and all over the UK. It's just most people know about Rotherham. All these different cities were, and small towns were seeing this. All of these Asian grooming gangs, which were really uh, Pakistani uh, rape gangs, child enslavement gangs, uh, child sexual enslavement to be specific. And if the parents even said anything about it, well, you're racist, mate. You got a license for that opinion? Yeah. So they, they go after the parents for being racist rather than going after the uh, men who are abusing these girls. Yeah, it's just... Yep. It's crazy. Oh, but we live in a gynocracy. Thanks, James True. James True. Tell I love true listening story. to his methamphetamine-fueled rants <laughs> and watching him build dragons. Uh, once upon a time, he was ladling gravy with Owen Benjamin, but no, no more. They, had a, they their broke romance, up. Bromance out of falling out. <laughs> it was only inevitable. Those two big-brained bears couldn't... <laughs> Big brain <laughs> couldn't keep upstaging each other. Yeah, they've got to have their own devoted cult members. They can't be swapping. That's just not going to work. <laughs> All right, well, I've pretty much exhausted the things I wanted to talk about yeah. here. Anything you wanted to mention before we close up, other than to buy oh. your products? Yeah, we got the new Tropical Bloom Soap. has pineapple, plumeria, lang lang... Uh, tuberose, lots of nice floral oils in there. And tea is the chill tea and the immune strength tea. So um, the chill tea has kava root, valerian, skullcap, passionflower, chamomile. And the immune strength tea has echinacea, marshmallow root, licorice root, um, and hyssop flowers. All right. So yeah, they taste good. You don't really need to add any sweetener. The kava root is actually very sweet. Nice. And get it while it's uh, still a reasonable price because who knows with all this uh, money that they're throwing around, uh, hyperinflation could be here at any time. We'll have to jack up our rates. Seriously though, everything's going up. Everything. I know know everything's going up. And I love when they when they inform you, like there's no explanation either. It's just um your insurance payment's gonna be going up by a hundred dollars a month. So thank you. Have a nice day. Like, um what? Do I get anything else out of it? No, it's just going up. Bye. Okay. I'm going to play us out with a clip here of Ernst Zundel talking to an Israeli student who is interviewing him, talking about uh, how Weimar conditions call for certain kinds of solutions. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And I'm not much of a prophet, but that much I can say based on history, that in the United States, mark my word, you will have Weimar conditions and you'll have solutions to the Weimar conditions. It will be very similar to what happened in Germany. That depends entirely on how long the people, the power structure in the Western world is going to stay on top. I mean, if, if you look at East Germany, how quickly it collapsed, or the former Soviet Union, how quickly it collapsed with all its secret services, spy agencies, NKVD, and Stasis, it imploded so quickly, I have no idea. But there is no doubt in my mind that if you look at history and the trends in history, the United States is heading in the same direction. And there's only one difference. In the United States, there are enough guns out on the street and enough lawlessness in the public and a revolutionary spirit that founded that republic. This is not Germany where the only people that had guns were hunters and soldiers and policemen. The United States is armed to the teeth. They have a spirit of revolution in their blood. They are heroes 
are people who turn against what they call tyranny and foreign occupiers and so on.